hockey is officially back, ladies and gentlemen, in the Vegas Golden Knights are in the win column following their first game in about nine days. A 4-3 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes to resume this broken up eight-game road trip. And it is officially weird to see hockey back on the television. I know that hockey has been played for the last few days now, but I will admit it is rather odd when you have that long of a break to come back and say, oh, hey, here come the Golden Knights, who we totally forgot actually played hockey for a little bit, or at least I did. Um, But alas, we are here. We are back for another episode of Locked on Golden Knights here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode. Uh, Obviously, it's going up a little bit later. I had to do recap duties for Nights on Ice, so it's all good. But whether you're listening to this episode this evening, whether you're listening to it tomorrow morning, even if you are listening to it the morning of Super Bowl Sunday, God bless you. You are awesome. But welcome back, everybody. do appreciate you stopping by for this episode, and I do hope you had a wonderful work week. We will be talking about the Golden Knights and the Hurricanes in a matter of moments, but first we have to get the usual housekeeping items out of the way and a usually give the welcome to those of you who have listened who are listening to this podcast for the very first time as we are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you consume your podcasting, we are more than likely on that forum. You can follow the show on Locked On VGK. You can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster 21. That is where you'll get most of your show updates and whatnot and all the good goodies that come along with it. Good goodies. That's that's a, that's a new way to put it. Uh, if you do like sending emails, uh, we do have an email. It is LockedOnGoldenKnights at gmail.com. Feel free to send in your anything, comments, concerns, uh, questions for future mailbags, more than likely. Uh, that, that was where we had the big success for our mailbag last week. So again, thank you to those of you who sent in your questions. Uh, hopefully we'll be doing a mailbag in the near future. And uh, yeah, so thank you for stopping by. Let's jump right into this one. The Vegas Golden Knights, with a 4-3 to three victory, over the Carolina Hurricanes. Now, for the first 20 minutes of this game, I legitimately thought the Golden Knights were going to run the Hurricanes out of their own building. The way they dominated puck possession, the way they dominated the game, the way they dominated the shot chart, the way they made life easy for Malcolm Subban, I legitimately thought the Golden Knights were going to run away with this game against Carolina. Now, here's the thing. I'm not going to put so much stock into this one game, much like I didn't put so much stock into the Ottawa game. You're talking about two teams who were off for the last nine days, did not play a game since January 21st, and you were bound to see some rust either from one side or from the other. It's clear that there was some rust on the Hurricane side because the Golden Knights came out and took it to Carolina and Peter Morazic in goal. Two goals in the span of six minutes for the Golden Knights, starting off with Paul Stasny, who, shockingly, I, I won't call this a shock. I think it's a good experiment. Uh, Paul Stasny was on the top line tonight. 
uh, centering with Jonathan Marchessault and Riley Smith. And really, that line had probably one of its best games in a long, long time. Again, William Carlson still dealing with an upper body injury. At this point, it might be a little bit day-to-day. I'm going to guess he doesn't return until Vegas returns home next Saturday, but that's still open for interpretation. But Paul Stasny, who has been very, very good in the last number of games for the Golden Knights, goes out and has another terrific game, gets the Golden Knights on the board three-plus minutes in, see a Vegas a 1-0 lead, and then at 9.59, Jonathan Marchessault with a snipe from the right circle beats Mrazek. Two to nothing on the board, Vegas on top. And again, they dominated that first period. You look at the heat map, and it doesn't really show that Vegas got a lot of action in front, but when they got there, they made the most of it. And the Golden Knights had a 16 to 5 edge in shots after the first period. Malcolm Subban made a couple of big saves. And that is exactly the recipe you wanted if you're Vegas heading into this game. Because you knew you were going to be without Marc-Andre Fleury and you knew you wanted to get Malcolm Subban a win, especially given the fact that the last time he saw the ice, the LA Kings ran him out of his own barn. So it was very imperative for the Golden Knights to come out and get off to a hot start, and that's exactly what they did. Second period, the ice tilted in the favor of the Carolina Hurricanes. They did get on the board eventually in the second period with a goal off the stick of Tivo Teravainen, which, as I hit the microphone, I've been doing that a lot lately. God damn, this microphone is freaking ridiculous. Uh, but Tevo Teravainen, with his 11th goal of the year at 9.55 of the second period, really, this, this was a huge play. The reason why is because just moments before, Golden Knights had a 2-on-1 with Max Pacioretty and Chandler Stevenson. They had a 2-on-1. If, if one of these two cashes in, on this goal, it's likely going to be lights out for Vegas. Uh, I believe it was, I, th- I want to say it was Jacob Slavin who made the play, dove on the ice, blocked the puck, went the other way. Carolina put a lot of traffic in front of Subban, and they finally got enough to put the puck past Subban to end the shootout bid, or the shootout, the shutout, the shootout, the shutout, the shutout, the shutout, the shutout, the shutout bid, which really wasn't a surprise. Uh, but the Golden Knights would take only a 2-1 to lead into the second period, despite the goal from Tavo Teravainen. And then huge insurance goal at 12.09 of the third period. This is when the game got drunk, by the way. Uh, Nate Schmidt at 12.09, his fifth goal of the season, to give Vegas a 3-1 to lead. And then 16 seconds later, Brock McGinn with a goal, his fifth of the season, to make it 3-2. to Less than four minutes later, Sebastian Ajo... Uh, literally off the draw on the power play, Ajo gets the deflection off Slavin's shot from the point, and all of a sudden, Carolina has tied the game three to three. Ajo would then become go from hero to goat in a matter of moments. He hooks Pacioretty in the offensive zone, and then on the ensuing draw on the power play, five seconds after it's called. Alex Tuck, for the first time since literally 2019, it was December 31st, 2019, the last time Alex Tuck scored a goal, and he got on the board at 17:32 on the power play off a touch pass from Paul Stasny after taking the pass from Shea Theodore in front. Tuck 
taps in the wide open net. Four to three would be the score, and four to three would be the final 22 saves for one Malcolm Subban. I almost said Alex Tuck with 22 saves. That would have capped off a rather good performance for Mr. Tuck, but it is Malcolm Subban with 22 saves, getting his first win in a very long time. Despite the fact he gave up three goals, really might not have been his fault, but giving up two power play goals likely would not do it. Um, But Subban gets the win. The Golden Knights improve to 26, 20, and 7, and at this moment have passed the Arizona Coyotes in the wild card standings, now in sole possession of the first wild card spot due to the Edmonton Oilers win over the St. Louis Blues tonight. The Golden Knights had a chance actually to drop, jump into third, but with Edmonton winning, they are now a point ahead of Vegas, I believe, with two games in hand. That will likely change tomorrow because I don't believe Edmonton's playing on a back-to-back, but Vegas is. Vegas is in Nashville tomorrow with a chance to get to the 60-point mark this season. Uh, 33 saves for Peter Morazic, a very solid effort for the off-the-line goaltender in Carolina, but after he gave up those two goals in the first period, he settled down, made some very big saves. Speaking of big saves, Malcolm Subban with probably his save of the year, on Sebastian Ajo. This game was really dominated by Sebastian Ajo. If you think about it, everything that happened as far as the kind of night that the Hurricanes had, it was involved with Ajo. Uh, had a chance to put Carolina on the board to uh, kind of cut into the lead. And then Subban goes from right to left, extends the left pad, makes the save. Uh, also got the glove on it. So a really big save there from Subban to preserve the lead. And again, very good win for Vegas. But again, I don't want to put too much stock in it. I don't want to put too much stock. Excuse me. I do not want to put too much stock in this game because again, just like the Ottawa game, it was the first game, new coach, new system, but it is Ottawa, but the Golden Knights needed to win that game. That was expected. Um, Then they followed up with two semi Meh performances. I mean, Boston was a great performance. Montreal was not. And as a result of that, they only got three out of a possible six points heading into the uh, heading into the bye week. This one, I'm kind of again, I'm kind of on the same thing there. It was the first game in nine days for both teams. It's going to be a little bit different tomorrow because Nashville has played a few games here and there. And Nashville has been playing It's been a little bit of an inconsistent patch right now for Nashville. They did just put up five goals the other day against New Jersey. But again, that's New Jersey. And it was John Hines' first game back in a Prudential Center after being fired by the Devils. So teams got something to play for, probably. I would have to venture to guess there. But I, I will say that you get a win like that against a team in the Eastern Conference that's as skilled as Carolina is. And the fact that you can couple that with Malcolm Subban playing as well as he did, I think there, there, you have every right to go into, uh, to go into tonight or tomorrow and be like, you know what, that was a good win. Now the key is can the Golden Knights string that together with back-to-back wins against a Nashville team that's still struggling, really, 
for its playoff live. They're only, I think, four or five points out of a wild card spot from Arizona. So they're going to be playing hard. They're at home. Uh, the Golden Knights obviously will have Marc Andre Fleury back, hopefully well rested from his time in Cabo. And the Golden Knights, obviously, they, they've got to start winning these games. These are the games that they need to win, especially you need to find some sort of momentum going into your Florida trip next week, which that is going to be way more difficult than these two games against Carolina and Nashville. But the fact that Vegas got that win against Carolina, albeit very shaky, albeit very, uh, very not so convincingly, unconvincingly, inconvincingly, whatever the word is you want to put it, put it there. The Golden Knights did what they had to do. And they got off to that good start, and it carried them all the way to the end of the game. And that's really all you can ask right now. This is still a work in progress with Pete DeBoer. This is still a work in progress for this team trying to learn a new system. But so far, so good. So far, so good. Uh, We do have some news to break down here. Um, Not really sure what to make of this news, but it, it does come as a bit of a shocker. Or maybe not shock. Shocker isn't the best word to use, but it does come as a surprise. Um, the Golden Knights did reassign Oscar Dansk back to AHL Chicago following the game so they can clear way for Marc-Andre Fleury to return. That's not the shocking news. The shocking news is that Zach Whitecloud, not Nicholas Haig, Zach Whitecloud has been recalled from AHL Chicago. I, I don't think anybody saw this one coming. Um... Nick Haig has obviously been the mainstay, the mainstay rookie defenseman for the majority of this season. But, you know what? Throw in what you will. It's trade deadline season. Uh, A lot of speculation can be had with this. A lot of, um, you know, a lot of hearsay can, can happen here as well. But I wouldn't read too much into this unless you know they're trying to find a jolt and the first thing I thought of when I saw the news come in was that this is going to be a chance for White Cloud to make an impression the reason why is because with Vegas being involved in the trade market for these next coming weeks maybe they have somebody in their system ready and willing to go to kind of eliminate the chance of making a trade. White Cloud is definitely a very good defenseman who can move the puck well. Uh, The points don't show it. He's got seven points in 35 games, and he's a minus nine, so I guess that tells you where he's at. But Golden Knights really feel like the crop defenseman that they have, especially in the AHL level, is very solid enough to offset any deficiencies. White Cloud again. Was not expecting that move. Um, I think that the whole decision to bring up White Cloud, I think, is just really a chance to get Peter DeBoer to see who he's got in the system. I, I don't think that Kelly McCrimmon is just like, hey, Zach, come on up there. Because I think Haig has been playing very well. Um, Haig obviously was sent down to AHL Chicago. Uh, he did play tonight, by the way, for Chicago. But I thought him being sent down last week was mainly due to cap purposes, you know, accumulating the the trade deadline cap space that Vegas is going to accrue between now and February 24th. But it is interesting to see White Cloud called up over Haig. 
I, this could be multitude of reasons, none of which I think will happen. I'm not leaning toward one way or another. Maybe the Golden Knights are entertaining uh, some sort of trade for Zach Whitecloud. They, they want teams to see what he can do. There is that option. The other option is maybe they want to give Nick Haig more of a rest and give one of the younger guys, give one of the young guys a more uh, well-deserved chance. Because I think Whitecloud had a very good preseason. And he was someone who I thought was going to eventually win out one of the open defenseman spots. And had Vegas decided to not really go forward with Derek Englund, I, you, you could have really made the case that Vegas could have had two, two open spots um, on the blue line. And Zach Whitecloud was more than likely going to fill that one. That obviously is not the case. Um, but Whitecloud... I don't know. Maybe they are entertaining a trade for him. Maybe they want to give Hague some rest and give White Cloud a chance to see what he can do, which is definitely not out of the realm of possibility. I think White Cloud being young, steady, defensive zone, uh, he can move the puck. He's he does have a good set of wheels. He's definitely not a he's definitely not a stay at home kind of guy. So it'll be very interesting to see, even if he draws into the lineup tomorrow, that, that's the other thing. Uh, John Merrill was playing today. Well, then they, they only had six defensemen because Haig was still in AHL Chicago, and they only had six defensemen. So there you go. Merrill is uh, Merrill dressed. He played on the third pairing with Derek Englund. Now in comes White Cloud. Now, now do you kind of, does White Cloud go in tomorrow for Merrill? Does Merrill come out again? Um Maybe that's the case. Maybe they do want to see what they got in, in White Cloud. I don't know. Many, uh, many a speculation that we have between now and uh, tomorrow when the Golden Knights take on the Nashville Predators. Who again, Nashville coming off a six to five shootout victory over the New Jersey Devils the other night. Very interesting game, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that game was a little weird in the sense that. Because I was talking to Ken Ken Bulky from Sinbin uh, today, and he had mentioned that the shootout between Nashville and New Jersey, I think it was Philip Forsberg that scored first, and then Nikita Gusev scored on the shootout as well. Um, <laughs> can we can we just get like one whole shootout round of everybody that George McPhee has traded since he's been a general manager with those two leading it off, and then we were talking about Tatar being one. And then we talked about uh, Oscar Lindbergh being another one. Just very funny, very ironic. Um, but the Predators are coming into this game um, really in, in a position where they need to start winning games. They've alternated wins and losses a great deal since Hines was hired. They need to start picking up some wins here. And if they want to stay in this wild card race, which, you know what, let's take a look at this wild card race right now. As it stands, I believe almost all the games are done except for Tampa and Anaheim, which, you know, who cares about that? Uh, The Golden Knights at 59 points, the Coyotes at 58 points, the Predators with a game in hand, only one point ahead of the Chicago Blackhawks, the Winnipeg Jets also at 54 points, so not that far behind. If Nashville wants to make a run here, they're going to have to start winning some games, and this is going to be a game that's very big for Vegas because they can leap up into the standings for a little bit, even though really if Vegas did win tomorrow, 
they would be ahead of Edmonton, but Edmonton would have three games in hand. So, so let, let's uh, let's let's bump the brakes here. But Nashville with a win would only be one point behind Arizona, and be two points behind Vegas. So here come the Predators, and the loaded Western Conference wildcard picture has never looked more convoluted than it does at this moment. So not really going to give a very big uh, look around the league as far as you know highlights and numbers go. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just run through some scores because this has already been a very late episode. want to make sure we get this out in a timely manner. Um, but we do, we will. I will say this. Uh, Alex Ovechkin uh, will probably score 1,000 goals at this rate because the, he's been on fire lately. And now he's I, I think he passed Messier tonight for eighth all time. Or seventh all-time, one of the two. But two goals from Ovechkin, 5-3 win for the Capitals over the Senators. Uh, the Penguins, 4-3 victory over the Flyers. I believe that that was uh, one Sidney Crosby with the game-winning goal. Uh, New York Rangers, 4-2 victory over Detroit. The Bruins go into Winnipeg and come back to beat the Jets, the aforementioned Jets, in the playoff race 2-1. to one. The Oilers did defeat the Blues. We mentioned that earlier. The Oilers are now in second place in the Pacific Division. Again, two games in hand over Vegas. And actually, Tampa Bay and Anaheim went final. Tampa Bay with a 4-3 victory over the Ducks to conclude the game's slate. So that is your abbreviated look around the league. And I think that is going to do it for me tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back on Monday to break down the Nashville game and where the Golden Knights are in standings uh, heading into their Florida trip against the Red Hot Lightning and the Florida Panthers. And uh, before, also before we get out of here, I'm going to stick with my gut. Kansas City 30, San Francisco 27, which means congratulations 49ers, you have probably won the Super Bowl. So that will do it for me uh, today, tonight, tomorrow, whatever it is you're listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, so sharing, so sharing, wow, sharing, subscribing, and all that good jazz. Uh, if you are an Apple podcast, by the way, if you could please leave a rating and a review, uh, lets people know where to find the podcast and helps me kind of become a better podcaster as I slowly, continually try to get better at this thing. Again, not perfect by any means. Um, still got a little bit of uh, flaws that I have here and there as far as my delivery goes, but I do appreciate any and all feedback that you have for this show. So thank you guys. I do appreciate it. And we will be back Monday for whatever the hell is coming next. So thank you guys once again. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked On Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we will see you Monday. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Have a good weekend. Thank you.